The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Aww. Look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. I am here with my co-host Brendan. Today, all the way from Germany, we have the heavy as all hell band Earthbong. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's really great to have you here. Uh, thank you. Us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, glad to Anytime. be here. Anytime. I've been a fan of yours. Uh, I think I came across you guys back in like 2020 with when you did Bong Rights. So it's been it's really cool to have you on the show. Yeah, absolutely stellar, stellar stuff. Thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, much appreciated. So rather than uh, me trying to explain your sound, how, how would you describe your music? What do you guys play? Oof. Um, I would say like we, we do, we, we call ourselves, we're doing bong metal or uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a doom variant of uh, metal <laughs> with a lot of weed in it. We would say it sounds a bit like, I know, would say a mix of, I know, Bongzilla and Sleep was a good comparison. Like mm -hmm. you mash that together and you get kind of something like us. Yeah. You could definitely get to that. You guys are really great at like the epic, long, long, drawn out, like, yeah, man. you know, the, it's really great. It's good when bands can do that and not lose like the the interest, you know? Oh no, it just has to lift from the riff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we always yep. try to to uh stretch the the riffs as long as possible and uh every time when when Sally or I come up with new riffs, it's like uh Tommy is like, yeah, we can maybe we can can add uh, some one or two hits here and another hit here and so we stretch the riff uh to the max. And have like one repetition of the riff is uh, it has to be more than one minute. So <laughs> <laughs> well, not always, but sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> when you're writing the albums, do you initially plan to have the songs that long, or do you kind of just play and then whatever feels right? That's where you kind of cut off the length. I think it's more like uh, we, yeah. When we, I think it changed a little bit when we uh, wrote uh, one Earth, one Bong, our first album. And also bong rides. Uh, we didn't have a label back then, and we we didn't think about uh, the the songs fitting on LPs. Uh, so I think uh, that's why uh, it was really hard to find a label for bong rides actually, and for one earth one bong too, because it had to be a double LP. And uh, yeah, we don't we didn't really think about uh, about how long the songs are. We just made them as long as we as long as they naturally became. And uh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, okay. that. No. yeah, and nowadays it's more like it's thinking of an LP side and well, writing just riffs on riffs on riffs and the song getting longer and longer. Um, but you have to cut it in the middle, maybe. So, um, we're thinking in a way of, of uh, doing LP side songs. Well, well, half. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like, okay, we need this riff to be longer because it's such a good riff and it's not that important for me especially to just okay i think about the lp or something like this but not that hard if the song needs to be longer well we need to kind of 
make it work somehow. Right. It's kind of neat when like you can kind of you decide like, all right, do we d- design this for an LP? Is it going to become like four albums or is it going to like, you know, do we just do what we do? Well, there's kind of both in it, I think. Well, at, at the start of a new song, we mostly just try stuff and do what we do and just make something nice. Like, like we have a riff that's so cool. Try to work with that, push it, make it bigger. I don't know. Um, but at some point when the song takes shape, like okay, we know basically now uh, where start to finish so, uh, everything supposed to be. I think then you can make um, harder like decisions. Like okay, it needs to be a bit shorter or it needs a bit longer here and there, and uh, it's easier then to make this choice. I think for me personally, I would say we always work more like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How does the uh, the massive song lengths and the huge sound translate when you play live? Really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think I think it works live uh, too because um, yeah, we like yeah we play with uh, I always play through two amps and th- at least yeah and if possible like two two four twelve caps. Um, so we have like a stereo guitar setup, and I think like that playing through two different amplifiers and cabinets uh, with a guitar that makes a difference because it makes the sound like it just yeah it's, it adds some some other frequencies uh, and I think that's uh, that's uh, important every time we, we we played like two or three shows where I couldn't use uh, two amps and that was mm-hmm. always a bit uh, disappointing <laughs> <laughs> but to be to be honest uh, there's one part or two parts i think on the new album um we used um overdubs we can't recreate live because it's guest musicians um they they hopped in and, and played some solo stuff we can't recreate but i think it's not missing live it's oh, we, i pretty... think we find a good uh, workaround to be honest like yeah, yeah. So it's not that hard. It's not that bad. Still, you you don't miss it. <laughs> it's yeah, just I mean, one it's, song. It's mostly like in, in like solo guitar parts of, where you have like a, a, the rhythm guitar still underneath, um, and of course we can't recreate that life as just one guitar. But uh, yeah, mm. these are just. Uh, I think that that works too because the bass sound is really massive too, and and Sally adds some some scoop mids and and uh, has some more gain <laughs> on the bass, so it makes it sound like more li- like a little bit like a rhythm guitar underneath too. So we we uh, somehow we, we we try to manage to to fill in these uh, these gaps uh, that might get open when the when the guitar just playing lead guitar stuff. Then the bass uh, just uh, jumps in and fills out. We also have often the problem we're kind of too loud live, so we <laughs> have to <laughs> make ourselves a bit quieter. And it's always the same thing. Like Tommy's symbols uh, are way too loud every time, <laughs> and stuff like this. And so, I think for our live performance, the sound is pretty good. Most for. It, it depends also on the venue and shit, but if we can bring our stuff like two cabinets, uh, two guitar amps for class, and uh, 
something good for me, not some Harley Benton trash or something like that, then it's kind of better. <laughs> then it's a good sound, I would say. Yeah, yeah. The the feedback live is very good. For the crowd is uh, feeling how massive the riffs are and the sound is. So no complaining there. Well, some complaining from it's too sick. Make it lighter. Uh, uh, well. <laughs> We won't. <laughs> I think uh, it's it, with this type of music, it makes a massive difference when the sound is big. I uh, I recently saw that tour. It was um, it was who was it? Boris. Oh with, yeah. Uh, um, I'm trying to think who was with Uncle Buzz. Um, no, you're just talking uh, about Melvin's. It was it was Melvin's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Boris and Melvin's. Yeah, and both bands played fantastically, amazing sets. But the venue, the sound was like way too low, and it, it just felt like it took so much power out of their music. It was like <laughs> it was a massive shame. Yeah, yeah, that's always uh, disappointing when something like that happens. I once saw Dinosaur Junior, and it was the same. I, I I saw them before too, and then then they were really loud, and it mm. was really great show and then two years after i saw them again and they were playing and it was like man i, I could be sitting at home and uh, listening <laughs> listening to the cd or watching a live dvd because right there was just there was just no uh yeah no 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 punch coming from the stage and, uh, and the dpa was just like la, la, la. it was yeah <laughs> exactly. it wasn't the real it wasn't i think it it wasn't was what jay maskis had in mind <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, and it's, it's, it's super disappointing because everyone I know who'd seen Boris before had told me they're really loud. Like, prepare for Boris; they're so loud. So I was like, oh, yeah. it. <laughs> well, it, you it's guys, really important oh, for a show, man. Definitely. I mean, definitely. you don't really you, can, you as a band you you don't oh you you can not not uh, you you have not that much uh, influence. Uh, on it depending on the sound guy right i mean if you're on stage mm -hmm. and they're saying maybe turn the amps down a little bit so i can put more pressure on the pa um then you're basically the sound guy is the one who's he was making uh the loudness you have nothing to decide yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but, but we, we played very good shows with, with the sound guy saying okay you have to uh, feel well on stage make the sound uh, you feel the best And I do the rest. Yeah. So we have the yeah. Best shows. Oh, when we mm -hmm. when we played in Prague, um, like uh, last November, there was a sound guy. He was new to the venue, and he was like, uh, um, "Yeah, I, I really wanted to to push the PA to the limits, and I thought you were a good band for it." <laughs> <laughs> and that was really massive. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> It's one of those things that people don't think that much about sometimes. Like this, the guy, the sound guy at a venue can make or break the venue. Like mm -hmm. I, there's venues I go to where the guy is like just phenomenal, and every single show I go to sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it's really important. I've seen uh, some shows recently that, and you know, the guys were the band were. I wanted to make the make like describing what year you are. You know, they're like, no, no, like. Just, just don't worry about it. And they're like, well, I don't know, man. And like, they were like, kind of like, before they got it on, like, like decided to like let the band do what they wanted. But like, the guy was like trying to like, no, you have to like put it through here, you know, like. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not going to sound right. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's important to be able to 
make it sound right, you know? No, adaptable. We, we just played another show with, uh, well, Cars and me playing in another band. And, and we played a show in a small club and, and the sound guy, he, he tried to act like a professional, but it, it, it was just a pub <laughs> or something. So uh, uh, there, there was no need for a big sound or something. And in the end, we just decided when we got on stage as the second band, okay, just uh, pull the, the, uh, the, the amplifiers on, just make a loud sound and, and fuck him. So we just played with stage sound, and it was enough for for the uh, for the club. Yeah, yeah. It always de yeah. It depends on the location, but you always have like to to make a deal and uh, with the sound guys, and it's it's never a wrong thing to to be uh, to be good with the sound guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And normally, I mean, they they usually they know their shit because they are working in the venue and they have they mixed uh, so many shows there before, so they know the way the venue works and the sound works when there are people in it and how the room sounds. And so, it's, usually, it's a good thing to, to trust just in in the people who are working at the location. So, I, I never really got why bands bring their own sound tech because I think it's usually it's just better to work with the people who are just like yeah who who know the venue and not who they it's yeah it's cool. i mean it's a good thing to know how the band sounds but it's more important to make the sound the band sound good in this speci uh, uh, specific specific uh, venue you know mm -hmm. yeah uh, have you uh encountered any venues that um you would uh love to just like always go back like this is my hometown like let's go kind of <laughs> we uh, played a lot of shows in a spot called Bar 227 in Hamburg um, and every time we played it I love the sound it's every every time the sound is uh, incredible uh, we're friends with the guy who makes the sound and stuff and um, I, I would love to take him to every show, which is insane, but it would be nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's a great club too. So it's it's small. There's no backstage or anything. It's it's, uh, yeah, not not luxury in any way. But but it's always good to play there. The crowd is awesome, um, and yeah, the people who work there. Are well, but yeah, good. it's pretty small. But this kind of works for that venue. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, when you get there. Well, a uh, little excursion here. Uh, yesterday I went to see Rotor, another band, and I couldn't get inside the club because it was full, like at 10, 10 minutes after opening up the venue, and you can't, you couldn't get inside anymore. It was like, that was in Berlin, right? Yeah, yeah, it was in Berlin, yeah. Still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they are Rotor. Huge, oh, huge yeah. band. I mean, do you know Rotor? Uh, no, I don't think so. If you're in, into instrumental, slightly progressive, stoner, riff, rock, which I guess you are into, <laughs> you should check them out. I will send you a link. Yeah, yeah definitely do. They are, they are like in the business for like 20 or 25 years already. Uh, and uh, yeah, really uh, pioneers of the German German underground heavy rock stoner yeah. scene. Awesome. Yeah, definitely send us that. Love to check that out. So speaking uh, 
shifting a little from oh, live okay. music, we want to talk about your latest release. Uh, back in 2023, you did an album, well, you had two albums, but let's talk about this one first. Church of Bong uh, was your most recent release. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and how that's a little bit different with your recording process, you said? Who wants to start? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, well I, I can try. Um, well, the the writing process started way back Oof. in three, four years, maybe. Some some riffs on on the album are pretty old. Some riffs were like last minute riffs, um, but we we were writing um, very long on 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 the songs. As a, these are two uh, twenty minute songs, so it needed some time. And um, yeah, we wanted to be perfect <laughs> it was like okay third album uh now we have to deliver for real it was a really complicated process to writing that album I, I, when i remember correctly most of the riffs, I, I, hmm, most of the riffs the really big long riffs i think we made uh, a long time ago but we modified them and modified them and modified them <laughs> And um, to to like combine it together and all, it wasn't that uh, easy. And we went to this new studio in or Auwich. It's like a little town somewhere in in the middle of nowhere. Um, and the guy met has a studio there. And we went there, um, not one hundred percent sure in a little a little things. Like we had like. 95% ready, I would say. Something like oh, this. There was no lyrics. We, we had no lyrics no, for one Not track. really. <laughs> <laughs> I had ideas and uh, something like this, but nothing was 100% uh, written in stone. This was kind of wild because lyrics went last in the recording process and I was all the time oh my god, I need to think about something. It needs to be nice and shit. And I think I, 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 think I did a good job, but it was kind of... Uh, well, I, I had a bit of my heart racing before it came to the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to turn out just fine. Yeah, it yeah. turned out really fine. <laughs> oh no, it didn't turn out fine. Uh, the, the thing was, I hated, <laughs> I hated one song really, really well, much how I did it in that session. And I had to re-record it um, uh, because I, I I was really not satisfied with the result and thought uh, I can do way better. And I had to re-record it here and had a bit of like uh, messaging um, around with the guy to like, hey, I made this now. Can we just put this in instead of that shit I made at your place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, something like this is also, I think, kind of important like when you do something in the recording process and you hate it don't set don't, don't settle for it if it's like you think it's bad right yeah. of course right that's quality control. be your own worst critic yeah don't be too critical also so like, yeah don't be too perfectionist so but if you think it's really bad eh, maybe change yeah well <laughs> and vocals vocals are very important though so if there's a little mistake in playing um, uh, the instruments or some that stuff, that's not so. Well, that's not depends so... on the mistake, I would say. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. But well, we, we yeah. always record live, and we we recorded this uh, album live yeah, too. It's true. Um. So yeah, we took like I think well, for, 
I think we 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 were pretty fast with uh, recording the basic uh, song structures and and took a little more time um, with uh, adding the details. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, okay. and, yeah, but we we always try to rehearse before we record to rehearse the songs as as good as possible. And like Sally said, we had like ninety five percent of the songs uh, were ready, and like in. Uh, Bong Eterna, we have this uh, long jam psychedelic part, and we, we didn't know exactly how long we want to make it. Um, and no, we just, yeah, never we, just do. we just played it. Um, yeah, and and uh, yeah, tr looked how it went, and and tried to get get out of it, uh, and just with with eye contact and with uh, how how we were playing and how we would get out of it, and yeah, it just worked. And I think same with uh, DS Bongre. I think we we did we had some parts there too where we just uh, had to to make eye contact uh, when when we changed the part and when we going from from here to there. Um, and it was uh, yeah, it was a bit improvised. And afterwards, when it now that it is recorded, and uh, I mean now we we played the songs live so often. Um, yeah. But then afterwards, we always know when the time has come to, to change the part and, and what everyone is playing when we are uh, changing from one part to another. But uh, yeah, that's why we decided for the next album, maybe write the songs, then play them live for a couple of months and then record them. Uh, <laughs> we will see about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it might be smart. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we try it this time. What what also was great is um, the studio we went to. Like like Sally said, it was somewhere uh, in the nowhere, just a little house uh, in the end of a street. Um, the studio in the in the garage, but but very good, cozy. Actually, a big garden. Uh, you can make fire. Um, just hang around there and and open the window, listen to the music you actually recorded, and and um, yeah, it's a nice place to hang around and, and record stuff. This was also nice. really important, I think, for the mood. Yeah, it was. I was kind of like in a good mood. The whole this kind of little vacationy vibe, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Vacation in the countryside, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> we actually interviewed another German band, and they had a process where uh, every time they'd record an album, they'd rent like a cabin uh, nice. and go out to that and record. So, um, to yeah, yeah, that's nice too. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be a really good way to do it because you're in the right mind space. Yeah. What, what band was it? Do you remember what they were called? Uh, Abandonment. Abandonment. Okay. Yeah, they're out of Berlin, I, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can, can you send? Can you can you send us a link? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're pretty nice. good. They're pretty good. But really um, good. Yeah. It. They're um. Really good, yeah. They had that nice yeah. um, long build up as well and whatnot. You they're guys are like a on the heavier side. They're on the more like kind of bluesy psychedelic, psychedelic psych side. Yeah, but very good, very yeah. very talented. Yeah, um, but they they did the right thing. It's it's important to get out of your reason room and uh, get a new environment to to record your stuff, be fresh in your mind. That's a good decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you look back at like the old days with like the rock back back when rock had actual money behind it and studios would pay yeah. those huge payouts, yeah. um, they used to a lot of the time go to locations to record, like go somewhere else to record away from where they usually did. Right. Uh, this way the so times. The basement studios, all the garage studios, all the everywhere. Yeah, like like Led Zeppelin did it, just rent a house somewhere and and record the drum set in the in the hallway and <laughs> just just work with the sound. But yeah, it's uh, yeah different times for sure. But because yeah. of that, these days uh, <laughs> there ain't that much money in rock music. No, nope. <laughs> especially, especially not in the kind we are making. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> right. Yeah, they'd be like, here's, here's like $50,000. Like, we'd like to hear something soon from you guys back then. It's, yeah. Sending out on weed. You will never see this money again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Drug budget. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. You got to have that. <laughs> and then you guys also released uh, Proceed as one EP back in January. So. This is, this is the first time I think I've seen you've done two releases in one year, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And actually, we we, we could have released uh, Proceeders 1 like two years earlier because we recorded both songs. <laughs> I was like so fucking two, pissed, man. <laughs> two years earlier, and we were just sitting on them and we're like, yeah, maybe we can do a split with another band uh, or... I don't know, and nothing worked out, and we had these songs re recorded and ready to release, and yeah, we just uh, yeah ju just didn't uh, find a way to do it, and then like last year in January we were or in, in December of uh, 2022 we were like mm -hmm. yeah maybe we should just release them on our own and just yeah let's just make a tape release uh, out of it. And yeah, that's just that's what we did. So we we made tapes ourselves and uh, put them out on Bandcamp. Uh, yeah, and then Thomas from Black Farm Records, who released all our stuff so far, uh, was like, "Yeah, can I do a vinyl edition of it?" And we were like, "Yeah, sure, man, go for it." <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's uh, how how uh, this thing came into being. So another, uh, so more old songs, very, very old, like three, yeah. four years. I was so annoyed by this whole process because I, I was always like, when do we release that shit, man? I, I don't want to wait two years to fucking release something I've recorded. Mm -hmm. right. we, the we played the songs for, for live. Every yeah. Half, uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> but it's not what I wanted to do with recorded shit, you know? <laughs> Yeah, uh, one. yeah. Wax is a freaking banger. I love that shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. yeah how 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 low can you go on songwriting with just two chords? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good though. Like, it's also I think it's your shortest song. It's yeah, like yeah. six minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah it's really a single. Like, I think it's, this was uh, like the joke. Like we make a radio single. Let's make yeah, it well, <laughs> if that was the intention, you fucking nailed it. Like, I'd play it everywhere, you know? And we did, oh, nice. we did a video. Easy way to capture everything you do, you know? Oh, yeah, we did a video so to Wax, true. The, the summary. Did you see that? <laughs> we you did a video? 
yeah, yeah, we did a video to wax. Oh, uh, no, I haven't seen the video. Well, then, I, mean, I won't spoil it. anything. Uh, class will send you the link. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, How long man. ago did you yeah, do that? Like, uh, did you do that a couple months after releasing the album? or? Oh, when did last year January? Yeah, I think I think, I think we, no, oh. we we did it just in time for the release of the EP. Yeah. It was just oh, like okay. we were like, oh damn, we need maybe let's do a video. How do we make it? And we have a friend in Kiel um, who's uh, into making video shit, and we were right, talking with him. Oh, and nice. then we just uh, I think on January January eight or something, we just went into the swamp with him. And uh, he took his camera, and uh, yeah, we had some costumes, and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Then we just spent like five hours in the swamp, walked around and filmed, and yeah, he created an awesome video. That's cool. Uh, it's, it's on uh, Mr. Doom or Six Six Six, Mr. Doom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I just put it in the chat. Uh, yeah, I just found it. That's I'm sweet. gonna. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> watch that after this. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, the song is really fucking awesome, though. It's a good closer for every show. So we oh, yeah, that's bang always up. a good closer. Yeah, we always <laughs> play it last. It's also like, you know, it's like, you're like oh, man, I want to play someone one of these songs. And it's like, where do you jump into, like, the 15-minute long, <laughs> song, you know? It'll be like, all right, well, because some people don't have all day to, like, sit there and listen, you know? So, <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah and it's, I mean, it's really not easy to to make a set list um, if you're like the venue says like, yeah, you have time for you can you have forty minutes, and we were like, okay, two songs. we can play, we can play <laughs> two songs or one and a half song. <laughs> yeah, and then it's always good to have like these uh, six minute songs or one of them to just uh, fill in the gaps if there uh, yeah if there are some. You should uh, prank your audience one time and get like a ninety percent through the song, so like eighteen hour, twenty minutes in, and make a mistake and be like, "I'm starting over," and just start the song. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always had to do this when we played in Amsterdam last November, and I think that was a, a little bit of a weird venue. There was a, the drum kit was standing behind, uh, yeah, like some sort of a like a like a little wall and you couldn't yeah, like really see the drum wall. set and there was a there was a glass window so the drummer could look outside but you didn't see the drum kit and we played <laughs> there the, the the bass drum the the feet of the bass drum uh fell off and the the, drum, the bass drum basically just uh, rolled away <laughs> but nobody could see it in the audience <laughs> and yeah yeah we had we had to stop middle of the song and it was like oh damn yeah what are we doing now then yeah you, but you can never just play it from the beginning so we just uh next we, part. Skipped, we just skipped one part and then started with the next one and that concert is completely on youtube because uh yeah <laughs> it was filmed <laughs> oh, that's awesome <laughs> When I uh, I saw Mastodon at a festival, I think it was, I'm trying to remember which album's tour it was. It might have been Crack the Sky. Oh. And uh, their drummer, was... he, he admitted at the start of the show that he was on LSD. And uh, <laughs> they, they got like, I think, 45 seconds into one of their songs and he, he screwed up a drum part and he just like said, stop, 
I'm starting over and like started the song again at the festival. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he had like an excuse, you know, <laughs> can screw up as much as he wants at that concert. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody I thought, everyone thought it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, he probably was still playing really good. Oh yeah, he was great. Yeah, he just couldn't handle the fact that he missed. He like missed one beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laser focus. Um, yeah, right. I, I played right. once a show in on the LST, and it was like okay, focus, 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 and uh, everybody, well, <laughs> two of us uh, took it, and and uh, everybody was wearing um, was wearing sunglasses, so there was no communication. It was just okay. There are these faces, and we have to focus. We have to focus. And go, go. It was, uh, was, it, was it the concert with Combinat Robotron? Yeah. Rocket Scream? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> But it was a great show. Brandon, I know that you have a bunch of uh, more local questions you'd like to ask. So do you want to oh, ask yeah, yeah. So, um, what did you smoke for breakfast? <laughs> uh, I had a head to, uh, well, yeah, a bit of hash and wheat head. This was my breakfast. Yes. <laughs> um, you guys are coming up on. Um, I was I was looking uh, some legalization in April, right? Well, we will see about that. Yeah. In Germany's legalization process is like terrible. I don't know if it's happening or not. Sometimes they like roll back what they said and then everybody's like, what the fuck? Why? And then they, oh no, that's not what we meant. And you don't really know what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, last time they, they had like a legalization campaign and it was. Everything seemed to be set up uh, for the legalization, but at the same time, they had like a massive campaign against marijuana and against smoking weed, and it was like like a big campaign with uh, "Do you really want to slow your mind? <laughs> Do you really want to be a loser?" Yes. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> We yes. played last uh, the last big shows with um, guys from Australia, Lucy Fungus. Uh, great oh, guys. Oh, great. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And um, we, uh, they have like their sloth always with them. And they showed us like anti drug commercials from Australia with like stoner sloth. Mm. Uh, they're so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, wait, I always send them to you. <laughs> they must have released those after I left because I, I, live I lived in Australia before the US. So I've seen yeah. some of those anti weed campaigns, but never the sloth one. The sloth one is great. It's really good. Like, ooh, it's, it's like a guy in a sloth costume just they'll cut I need the it. shit and screw it. It's yeah, so put, it, put need... it in the show notes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I need to send you guys this anti-weed ad from New Zealand. That's hilarious. I'll, I'll send it okay. after this. It's like these three kids in a car pretending to drive the car and bragging about whose dad smokes more weed. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> nice. That's really funny. Uh, when you guys are um, getting ready for a set, 
do you guys uh, get get all get ready to go? Well, uh, not all, but I and Tommy do. <laughs> yeah, usually we do. Yeah, we need the, we need those we need those uh, clean minds from class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 not, not time to admit something. Uh, I, I quitted smoking weed like two or three years ago, <laughs> and uh, I'm still in the band. But yeah, because I, I like the riffs still and the the, the heavy fuss. But I, yeah. I could I couldn't handle. Uh, it was it was like fucking with my head. And yeah, I, I I didn't feel good when I was stoned. So yeah, it was like like I think for for half a year. I wanted to to quit, but I I really didn't because I still enjoyed the the smoking together. But it was always I, I always felt shitty afterwards, and oh. yeah, it took me a couple of months to to finally uh, yeah to to quit. Yeah, and then I, and then I did it. And now I, I smoke CBD from time to time, or I smoke a cigarette yeah. when the guys are smoking a joint because uh, I I like li like the idea of smoking together, but uh, I just. Uh, can't handle what it's doing with my head so yeah yeah no that's fair completely absolutely but yeah. but in, i'm i'm still a, uh, yeah for i'm still in it for the music <laughs> yeah, absolutely and and i support uh, the stoner legalization movement <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun like uh, don't legalize it i'm against weed but you play in like like what's going on here what happened to that guys <laughs> Time to admit one more thing. I'm from the government. I, I, yeah, work. I work for the <laughs> government. <Yeah>. Fucking not. <laughs> Industry plant. Industry yeah. plant. <laughs> yeah, I'm, doing, I'm doing research here. <laughs> Undermining. They just send you from stoner band to stoner band to undermine them. Mm. Yeah. 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 Like, you got to find out who's got the heaviest riffs and destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to come up with as many shitty riffs as I can, but guys, <laughs> every every time they love it. <laughs> the stoner man sober. <laughs> you just keep pushing them to make the songs longer and longer. Like these stoners don't have the attention span for this; they'll get bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Know your enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's funny. Um, do you guys have a um, uh, your uh, your favorite local local spot, like your hometown, for like going to shows? Yeah, that's a yeah di difficult question because yeah, we we kind of we kind of had it. Um, there's a really nice location in Kiel. Uh, no, no names. No names dropped, um, but uh, yeah, um, uh, we, yeah. I I personally had some uh, yeah some some issues because I was working for them, and uh, then I quit, and then they refused to pay me for a couple of months, and yeah, it was really it was really nasty, and so. But it's it's a really nice club, and I I, I wanted to make concert there, even though I quit to do the booking for them and uh, I, I wanted to make shows because it was it's really I mean Kiel isn't a big city so you don't have many possibilities when it right. comes to, to host shows and, and to, to make underground concerts. So I really wanted to be good with them. Um but uh yeah somehow they didn't want to be good with me so um yeah that that connection is kind of lost. And uh there are some other 
venues in Kiel, um, but it's really difficult to set something up because we have they they have like a there are like uh, collectives and they have to there is a meeting then you have to go there and have to propose what you want to do and there are always so many people involved um yeah so it's uh, it's not that easy yeah yeah right on right on um what's uh your your favorite song to play live oh good question Mm. (laughs) depends on the day i would say most mm. I love always playing wax. <laughs> it's yeah. it's just always fun and it's always the last song on the show. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, I, okay, I'm, it's the end. <laughs> I'm, I'm finally done. Mm. <laughs> a, a concert is always, I love, love playing live really much, but I'm always like exhausted to the end, at the end. All that screaming is really... Whew. <laughs> yeah, I can get a lot. I yeah, I can imagine. For me, it's, it's uh, Fat Ed. I think it's it's always the starter of the set, so it's uh, a very energetic way to get into the set. And I like to play the drums to it. Actually, so, mm-hmm. so it's always fun. It's heavy. It's fast at <sighs> some points. So it's good to be uh, to get warm. Yeah. Sometimes I, 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 it's too much energy I put in the first song, so the rest of the song. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> yeah, I think for me it's Fathead most of the time, and sometimes uh, uh, Goddamn High is really nice too, especially oh, like cool. the, instru- awesome. the long instrumental middle part. There's a part where yeah. I just play the guitar, and then Tommy and Sally are joining back in, and that part is it can be really nice if we hit the spot with the tempo um, and then it's really fucking amazing and I really enjoy that part yeah because it's just it's that's just pure riff worship for oh. for like <laughs> five minutes and it's really that's a lot of fun nice <clears throat> what's uh your uh, favorite uh city to visit oh I think for me it's Dresden. Yeah, I love Dresden too. We we played really good shows there over the past five years. There are really great people um, who organize the show, like the Ape Sludge booking crew, the Frido, really great people. So I think it's Dresden, but there, I mean, we, we played mm. lots of good shows in a lot of towns, so it's a really, really hard choice. Always depends on the on the people making the shows, setting it all up, so they they make you feel good or not. That that's a big thing, right? Yeah, Dresden is good. Well, also you don't often like shows are one thing, and you don't see that much of the city most of the times, but <laughs> yeah. because well, you you drive to the venue, you build up, play your shows, go to sleep, next show, <laughs> or go back home. And you don't have much time often to see the town or the city. And uh, sometimes it's like, oh, we went there two times, but I have no idea where I am, to be, to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. But still, hmm, nicest city, I don't know. would also say probably Dresden. I, I love it there. It's always good. Yeah, all the Eastern Germany shows were great. Yeah, Eastern good Germany is great, there. yeah. Yep. Good shows there. Nice, nice. And then, um, 
What's your uh, your favorite um, city to uh, smoke and eat in? Mm. Mm. Um, right now, I think it's uh, here or Berlin, like here in Kiel where I live or in Berlin. <laughs> it's always good. What's like? Yeah, I think uh, we had like, re really good catering. We had in uh, uh, in Hamburg one time, but not at Bad Zweizweisieben. At the oh, no. it was Stubnitz, it is like a venue on a ship. Oh, and cool. yeah, and they they had really uh, they they gone wild with the catering. <laughs> so that 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 was really nice. Yeah, and always it's like at, a... in Hamburg. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. In in Hamburg, we often play um, Hafenklang. That's a, a, a club close to the harbor, and they have a good cook there. Um, they make awesome vegan stuff that is always on point. Yeah, yeah, true. This is also sometimes really interesting when you're around, like, you don't know what the catering is you're getting. <laughs> sometimes it's like, oh, here, a few sandwiches, or sometimes it's something really big and someone cook real hard. And you, okay, cool, this is amazing. <laughs> What's, like, uh, some authentic German food that people should try if they visit? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really tough one. <laughs> Depends on the area, actually. Yeah. Okay. Depends uh, on the area and the season, actually. Okay. Um, I mean, for for most people, like from from uh, UK and America, it's like uh, they always have like this Bavarian thing. Uh -huh. It's like Oktoberfest uh, yeah. um, with like uh, the sausage and sauerkraut mm -hmm. uh, and that kind of stuff. But that's uh, yeah. I mean, it's Bavaria. It's not. Uh, it's we not don't. Germany. We, yeah. <laughs> we we here in North. It's more like fish dishes, probably. Probably. <laughs> I'm, yeah, there's well, a Northern Germany dish called. It's called uh, Lapskaus. Yeah, it's okay. like yeah, f fish and tom and potatoes and some other vegetables mm -hmm. all mashed up. Okay. And it's like yeah, it's like a. It looks like vomit, but it tastes all right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably something like uh, Rinderbraten or something like this made here. Yeah, a lot of beef, coal. Yeah, sausage, but, of course. Well, German yeah. sausages are great, so yeah, they go are. wild. Yeah, <laughs> the worst. The worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, did you have anything else you wanted to ask? Um, well, yeah, I got one more. Um, who, um, influenced you all to, uh, get into, uh, the instruments and the, the vocals and stuff that you guys do? Like, Ooh, uh, I wanted to play an instrument like since I was a child, but, yeah. not, but not really metal stuff because I didn't know it existed. I, uh, grew up like without metal in my life. Till I was like eleven. I'm very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, when I discovered basically metal and metal-related things, uh, I, it was like a little awakening in my youthful heart, and went like totally death metal and black metal shit. This was like my jam for the next ten years or more. Yeah. And um, of course, I wanted to make that music, and I had like uh, no instruments or something uh, at home. But my best friend had like um, a, 
well, he had a guitar and could play guitar and said, hey, I want to make a band and you will be my bass player. And I had no bass and I can't play bass. So what should I do? He just gave me one he had from a friend and said, now you're my bass player. And this was <laughs> the start of everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to make music in general. I had no like person in mind to, or something like this. It was just, uh, I want to make happy stuff. At first, I want to make really fast, heavy stuff, and I slowed down with age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it was almost the same. My, my, my father used to have a drum set um, set up at our house, so I started drumming very early, um, and I got some lessons. Um, and I started to play music in school with some other um, guys there so it was I, I just check okay making music together that's the thing it's not just playing my Biscuit songs uh, in my music <laughs> room it's, it's more about yeah yeah just jamming together and, and um, playing the songs together so yeah at the early stage there were new metal drumming and, and that that's what oh, I yeah. like of course and influenced me a lot but later it was metal yeah metal and then doom and Nowadays, it's more jazz, actually. <laughs> uh, right now, I also hear a lot of weird shit. But I also, I, I try to listen to new stuff as much as I can. But there's too much. Oh, yeah. There's way too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, for me, I started playing guitar when I was like 13, 12, 13 years old. Uh, because I thought it was cool to play guitar. Yeah. I... Got some lessons for like uh, like four or five years, and uh, yeah, and I also started a band with friends, and we had this band for like six years actually, um, and that's uh, that always was the most important thing about playing an instrument, or it became it really fast became the more most important thing. It's like was not just being good on your instrument but playing in a band and being with friends and playing shows and hanging out and and uh, getting drunk and uh, yeah that's why I, I didn't really make much progress uh, with my guitar skills <laughs> but, but uh, I still enjoy playing guitar and in the at that age I think it I was more like it started with like uh, yeah like indie rock and all that kind of stuff and then then I got into Sonic Youth and Radiohead, and then I had a phase where I just wanted to make like noise and, and feedback. But all the other guys in my band, they were like, "Ah, no, no, we don't, we don't want that weird <laughs> shit." <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, and then, then later I got when I I think when I when I moved to Kiel, I, I got into like Fu Manchu and then Red Fang, and and yeah, it, it got heavier uh, with the years and slower. And then, yeah, when when we met, uh, yeah, it was like a perfect match. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, we actually uh, we went to a sleep show, and that make it okay. We 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 have to do a, a stoner doom band, of course. That's the music. Worship the riff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was the first thing we we did together. I think we jammed yeah. like two two or three times together uh, in two thousand eighteen. And then uh, that when when Sleeper on tour, they 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 stopped in Hamburg, and we went there together. So that was our first activity uh, as a band, or like mm -hmm. 
shortly before we came, we became a band um we we went to sleep concert together so it's obviously uh, a big influence um i have one more question for you and it's a little bit of an on the spot question um and you can answer whichever order out of the three of you that you like but if you were stranded on a desert island and you had a solar powered discman and three cd's to listen to until you got rescued what would you want to have to listen to? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Compilations and greatest hits well, are I'm... acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Steve Soap Smoker has to be there. I second that. Um, um, probably Dope From from Electric Wizards. I love nice. this album. I can always hear it. And... I want something heavy in the mix there. Oh. Something to chill out is, is um, also good. Yeah. Like sun or even oh, softer. I'm, I'm listening a lot to Brian Eno uh, these days and I like the, the ambient stuff there. So nice. maybe a Brian Eno. Music music for airports. Classic. Music for airports. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I, I I'd go with Dope Smoker too because it's a, a classic and it offers uh, it's a, it's a long record which is, which is also good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it kills some time and and you know it's exactly one hour so you can measure time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you start measuring time in Dope Smoker. Let it let it cook for three Dope Smokers. I think cook for three Dope Smokers. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, we had another band on uh, before they were talking about um, when they're like, oh man, when if they're at the grocery store and Dope Smoker ends, they know they've been there too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, and I think one album I, I really listen, listened to a lot when I was younger was um, from Ben Harper and Relentless Seven. Um, it's called White Lies for Dark Times, and I think it, the title matches perfect for being stuck on an island. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's like Ben Harper stuff, a little bit more rock stuff than his uh, solo things. But that's a really great record that I, uh, yeah, I, I listened a lot to when I was younger. And maybe from a mood that I'm into now, I would say maybe as a third record, the uh, Emma Ruth Rundle and Doe. Nice Ooh. collaboration because it's a perfect mixture, mixed picture of uh, like really heavy and also dark stuff, but also they have a lot of like atmospheric and and, and calm calm parts. Yeah, I really enjoy that a lot. We uh we actually had Brian uh from there on the podcast, and he's talked about that album. And said it was like something really different for them, um, and they love making it. Like one of their favorite collaborations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got to mix all that beautiful with all that ugly, which makes yeah. it super beautiful. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, that's. It. I I really I, I could listen to this forever. Like the valley is such a perfect song. Ethereal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really really nice. Silly, I think you have one more. Uh, <laughs> I'm still thinking. To be honest. <laughs> I'm still thinking about like something, maybe something from my youth or something like that, but. Hmm. Right now, I'm listening to so much shit. I have, 
checking. <laughs> probably, <laughs> uh, probably something. Oh yeah, this would be good. I listen to a lot of like hardcore punk shit, and uh, I love that nice. band uh, Gel. Yeah, I think they're great, <laughs> and um, they, I listen to them. Like, I would, I would love to have both of their albums because they're so short. They're like twenty minutes. <laughs> but yeah, I would Just say. Oh no, there was two CDs in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I would say, yeah, Dope Smoker, uh, Dope Throne, and uh, Gel, their stuff. That would be good. Nice. And the Chipmunks on 16 Speed Record. Oh, fuck, oh. yeah, that's a good record. <laughs> Do you know that one? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I, I, I just sent it. I do, yeah, it's you know, like, awesome. Check it out. It's really awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, Brendan, you showed me this, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh... It actually sounds <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, yeah we, we, we sometimes we listen to this uh, when we have, like, a, a lo really long night drives to concerts or back home from concerts. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really perfect. Um, if you want to just dr drive in a in the end of a traffic jam, <laughs> <laughs> I think is that all. You each, you each chose three, right? Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, it's a we always find that fun because it puts people on the spot. But it's interesting to see people's choices. Some people do like what they're listening to right now. Some people do stuff their favorite albums of all time, and some people just go for a mix of different types of music. Yeah. Yeah, I think going with a mix with different from different kind of music and maybe also from different uh, times of your life so far, it's, uh, it's might be the smartest choice because, I mean, you have to listen to these three records forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just may, maybe take may, maybe I would uh, also if if I really had to do it, maybe I would uh, also say just recommend me an album and i just uh, that i've never heard before and i just take this with me so i have something new um that i I, I didn't knew before so i have something to discover and something to to focus my mind on oh good point as well so the, i guess the final question and it's a really simple one is if people want to listen to your music uh what are the best places to do that like on the internet or, or for live? <laughs> um, I guess I guess on the internet. <laughs> yeah, um, I think like Bandcamp would be the best choice for us because um, if people buy our music on Bandcamp, um, then we get some uh, <laughs> we get some money from it. Um, but uh, of course, we we appreciate everyone who's listening to it on. You can listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to it on YouTube. Um, and there are like um we we have like a um distributor for digital music um who's uploading the music for spotify and there's like a ton of different other streaming uh services which i i can't even name one of them <laughs> but there's plenty and i think our music is uh, basically everywhere everywhere because i i never uh, remove these uh these uh, green uh, fields where where we have to, to say where it should be available. So um, yeah, if you Google Earthbong streaming, you'll probably you, find it. <laughs> yeah, you will probably yeah. find it. So it's, I listen uh, to it on Tidal yeah, and on Bandcamp. Me too. 
Um, nice, and then yeah. if, if people want to keep up with the band, so like for updates and that sort of thing, uh, why, what are the best places to do that? Are you on, on social media? Yeah, we have like, uh, I think the best would be on, on Facebook and or Instagram. Um, over the, when we started the band, we were like mo most active on, on Facebook and it changed a little bit. Uh, now it's, uh, we are most active on Instagram, I think. Um, yeah, and it's for us. It's like really, really uh, the platform works really good. I mean, uh, we have the contact with you coming through Instagram, right? And we we connected with uh, a lot of people uh, from all over the world uh, through Instagram. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it, it's the same in the USA and everywhere else that like Facebook is uh, slowly dying and becoming more a platform for like elderly people <laughs> and yeah i mean so so is instagram i mean all the young people are, are going TikTok. to tiktok and god yeah. knows where um yeah but i think yeah instagram and, and facebook uh are, are good good to to keep track with what we're doing we try to yeah to keep people updated at the moment we don't have that many updates because yeah we decided to to not play shows for the next three or four months and just focus on writing new songs um because if we if you have like shows in between you always have to rehearse for the set and that uh, mm -hmm. can especially for the long songs that uh, might kill the writing mood and uh, then you have to focus on something else and you lo lose uh, the the ideas and uh, yeah we just wanted to to have a, a time where we can really focus on on the new stuff. Awesome. Well, awesome. thank you so much for coming mm -hmm. on the show. It was really great chatting with you guys. Yeah. Thank you very fun, much man. for having us. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Absolutely. It's great chat. Anytime. Always welcome back. Yeah, when we have okay. a new album, we will let you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And for anyone listening at home, thanks for listening and uh, tune in next week. We will have another guest for you. Cheers.